since it's deconversion therapy. She also wants you to know it's a podcast, but she re-recorded that. And because um, I was assuming, hopefully, the listeners are that smart. But if you, you never know, not, I know you could be playing this for your mom. Well, all right. So because you guys had okay, I'll tell you the other thing about my mom's letter to. But we have to finish the blue. I know. We're, we're going to do the welcome. Here we go. If this is your first time listening, I am Bonnie. And I am Karen. And we are very <laughs> long-time old friends who have left organized religion. We've left the evangelical Christian church. And we like to joke about everything. That's just how we handle stuff. And this is the result. So you didn't even notice that I was totally mimicking your pronunciation. You're enunciating. No. Well, because I think that we can all strive to be me. Our listeners are ex-Christian, current Christian, future Christian, um, Jewish, and even Catholic. Um, that's right. We all let even those Catholic baby-sprinkling heathens who are never going to heaven in the first place pull up a chair. Can Now, see, at least they have it right. They've got the baby-sprinkling down to, like, save kids. Yeah, yeah, except all those ones going around YouTube right now where they're sprinkling the kids, but the kids get slippery and fall in the thing. Have you <laughs> seen it? That's on YouTube? Yes, they're all... That's horrible. They Well, people are, like, putting it on Facebook. Like, one guy's holding the baby upside down, it just goes whoop, and then Ugh. just sort of falls in the thing, and he picks it up real fast, so... Yeah, real fast. There's like a, it's a piece of food on the ground. Yep, and now... <laughs> it's not the same rule. It's going to be a serial killer because that's one of the hallmarks. Being Severe, dropped. Yes. Brain injury before the age of 10. So good going, father, whatever. Good going. Yeah. Do you remember, because this is how old we are, on an episode of All in the Family, his uh, Archie Bunker, the bigot, his daughter had married a guy who was Jewish carl reiner's son in real life and he insisted that the baby be brought up however they were going to bring it up but archie sneaks off the baby and sprinkles him himself (laughs) so one no that's groundbreaking (laughs) because i wasn't allowed to watch that really yes i think i've told you that and it it like, my parents didn't like anything where there was yelling. So, like, that and soap and, oh. like, anything that was too brash, my parents <laughs> <There> were, <laughs> did not approve of. Now There were so many yeah. other things in soap besides yelling that you shouldn't have seen. Exactly. Like, they didn't care about really some of the other, you know, sexual entendres and stuff like that and all the other shows. They just didn't like the aggressive yelling in families. And I'm like, all right. Right. Well, so, I like no, that. I'm sure I would have enjoyed that, that <laughs> one. <laughs> you would have enjoyed it and how it pertains to our little conversations. Um, so back to, back to our, our kind of organization here. This is where <laughs> we beg you to subscribe and rate us. And Karen just told me yesterday that somebody gave us a two rating. That's right. But but I looked on Apple Podcasts, yeah. and everybody has been nicer than that. So maybe she was or he was on some kind of a system where the two is the best. Oh, or maybe they and only thought they <laughs> it's a one for no and a two for yes. Like the eye blink, if you are... You know, have that locked-in syndrome thing. Uh, wait, all right. So let me go back to telling you about my mom, if I could, and her um, her other letter to the editor. It has to do with mothers. I think if this doesn't have the payout that the last one did, we're going to get more twos. So just play it. <laughs> it won't. Play, but, okay. Oh, well, all right, great. I, I, all right. For, for the people who last week enjoyed the letter to the editor that my mom wrote about people using the term balling in a written article on the Internet, 
And the other terms were baller and to ball. (laughs) So my mom also, about a year and a half ago, wrote to the NPR station here because they kept plugging floral arrangements to send for Mother's Day. Yeah. And and part of it was a donation to the station, and part of it was, oh, you get to send Mother's Day flowers to your mom. Well, she got very upset and wrote and told them, there are people without mothers. Oh. And how... <laughs> How, how she thought that it was insensitive of them mm-hmm. to keep plugging the Mother's Day flowers when some people do not have mothers to send them to. Oh, wow. And did so she there you get go. a response for that one? I really don't know. Oh. I, I hope not. Maybe they put it in the little, you know, email <laughs> file that they get out and make fun of people on <laughs> Fridays. Laugh. You know what they did? They wrote an article and used the term baller. That's right. Get these (laughs) baller flowers for your baller mom, who might or might not be balling, because we don't know what that means. Okay. I can't wait to call her a baller next time we're out somewhere just in passing. You should. Or just get her for Mother's Day a ball. (laughs) A ball. One of those. Because you're a baller. Do they still have them at Walgreens? Remember how they have all those colorful balls and it's in a netting and everyone would like open the net and pop the ball out so kids would be bouncing the ball around the store? You don't remember. No No (sighs) clue. I guess you were home just watching TV. Do you want to tell the exciting news or should I? I will tell some exciting news, and that is that we finally have a shop up. So if you go to our website, deconversiontherapypodcast.com, we have something called a little shop. You go click, click, and we have shirts on there. We have some mugs on there, sticker. Um, We'll be building up more and maybe taking requests of things you guys want to see. Most things have the logo, but they also have other things on there. So my favorite thing is the mug that says, um, I spent my tithe on this coffee. It tastes 10% better (laughs) because I might have a little coffee issue and... I think it's cute. You might have a tie this year. I definitely do. And what about, <laughs> what's your favorite shop accessory up on there? I love stickers. I've always loved stickers. And I just want to pollute the world with our, our logo and sticker. Every time I go to some ladies' room in, um, in a restaurant that's maybe kind of also a bar... Yes. I see things stuck on the back of the the door Only to the bathroom. Only put ours on the um, tampon <laughs> receptacles. That that can be our signature. Maybe I should visit local churches <gasps> and smack them oh, up there. Oh, <laughs> that's good. But I think that's vandalism. Yeah. Well, so I don't know. Yeah, whatever. They sneak Bibles. And the countries are not allowed to, but we can't put a sticker on something. We can't put stickers all over a steeple somewhere. Maybe we could stick the stickers on with tape so that people could then take them and stick them onto something that they wanted to stick them onto. Like a gift. It's Yeah, I like that. Um, That wouldn't be vandalism. No, it's sharing and caring. But go to our shop and see what you think. We're really excited. And we've gotten so many nice emails and texts and tweets. And we keep saying that lately. But we're very appreciative. We can't believe it's growing this quickly. We can't believe people are interested in merchandise. Um, So thank you. Because now we're embarrassed and we're shy and it's crazy. But thank you. Yeah, it is. It is. a. It's a lovely thing. It's really hard for me to be serious, but it is a very lovely, nice thing to hear such nice comments back because it's it's weird when it's just the two of us and we think, who's listening? And then I would listen. I well, because this is our story. What'd you say? Huh? What'd you say? 
It's strange when we get, I would listen. I would listen. Have you listened to any of our podcasts? All right, I see. <laughs> so the scales have been tipping in the last couple of so weeks. don't listen to that part from Bonnie. But I was going to tell you because I don't know if um, I've told you yet, but I've saved some screenshots. I try and do that when I'm on social media so I can send it to you. And there's been quite a few people who have been joining our Facebook closed group, which is just look for deconversion therapy, and they have to answer two questions. One, what's your religion? We don't care. We're just getting people, you know, getting the feel of being able to read the room. And then the next is, have you listened to the podcast? Again, we don't care. Just letting people know there's a podcast related to this um, page. And... So many people recently where it's like, what's your religion? They'll say, well, I'm not a shit pile. Or (laughs) when it says, have you listened to the podcast? You know, they'll be like all of them. And definitely I'm not a shit pile. So that they even use (laughs) phrases back at us is you're just sort of like, what's happening? What's going on? It's very nice. I can't believe you swear so much. It's very strange. Me? I'm an angel. <laughs> and by angel, I mean Farrah Fawcett and Charlie's Angels. Um, Damn it! <laughs> I should have called her first. So, uh, recently, this, this is a little update on how things are sort of falling apart out there. Now, we know things are falling apart as far as... Um, some different countries and their governments. We know it's falling apart with climate change and, and everything's falling into the ocean or burning up. But it is also falling apart in that organization we call the church with the capital C. And recently, Netflix came out with the movie The Family that talks about the secret evangelical organization in D.C. that runs everything. And also, we've talked about this before, but we're going to hit it up again a little bit. You've got Joshua Harris, who we'll talk about, Marty Sampson of Hillsong, and then most recently, someone named McCray Game, who has made the headlines and is now, I think, hitting up some talk shows. So to these people who have left, welcome. Welcome to this side of things where you get to actually now look for the answers to the questions that have been plaguing you for decades. Um, Or maybe just started plaguing you. It's like, welcome to just thinking about stuff. That's right. Welcome to keeping your tithe. Welcome to, you know, the thing with them is they're doing it on a public scale, but they all are doing it a bit differently. And so it's a little bit fascinating. And and the other thing is they've probably been having these doubts a little bit longer than they've shared with us. For sure. Here's the word you told me to, um, you told me about, and I had never used, so I'm going to play it. Apostate. Did you hear it? I did. Apostate. It's apostate. Correct. It's a prostate. No. You Um, hadn't heard of it? I had never used that word. I had read it and probably glossed over it. So you don't just go out yelling at people? Apostate. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's just um, apparently it's, it's somebody who flips on their beliefs. Right. And is a a proponent of the opposite. That made it sound <laughs> you like that? very intellectual. <laughs> it's a proponent of the opposite. Yeah. So you want to tell who Jer- Jerris Hosher is? Oh, <laughs> so Joshua Harris, to, to read you a little bit of information from our Bible, Wikipedia, <laughs> He is an American author and a former pastor. Did you know he had run this church for, like, over 10 years? I did not. I hadn't paid really any attention to him until he started hitting up the news. Yeah, well, uh, well, exactly. Why would we? But um, his book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, 
which is from 1997. He laid out his ideas concerning a biblically, biblically, a biblically based Christian approach to dating and relationships. Then that helped shape and form the whole purity culture for a lot of Christian millennials, which we had a purity culture, but not with things that could be so easily produced in China. Exactly. Ours didn't come with the white dresses, purity rings, all the books about it. I mean, we had books, but ours were like <laughs> ours were written by like 50-year-old married couples where it would be like God's blessing for you. Like it wasn't by someone that would have been seen as a peer, which I think Joshua would have been seen. Right. Yeah. Our our culture was maybe you should want to aspire to this lady with hot rollered hair mm-hmm. and um you know and and outfits that didn't uh, feature her curves. So he was the lead pastor of Covenant Life Church that was in Gaithersburg, Maryland. So yeah, here it is from 2004 to 2015. Yep. That's a long time. I know. Um, so last year in 2018, he disavowed that book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye, um, and discontinued its publication. So you, you've, you've seen his Instagram posts more than I have. Right. And you said he's living his, his best his life. His best life, which makes me think of Gail King and Oprah. So I just wanted to say, living your best life. I love life. Oprah. I'm not saying she's terrible. I'm just saying I'm borrowing it. And if she sues us, that's probably how she gets her money. Um, but the thing that I had been, I had heard that he had left or, right. or no, I had heard that he and his wife were splitting and then right. that he was sort of making an announcement and somehow it came out that he was no longer prescribing to the Christian philosophy and belief set. And then he sort of went dark. So he chose to not use his platform for anything right now. He said he's just going to you know, just live his life and not do interviews, not start any organization, not do anything. But we can see him on Instagram. And like I said before, we became aware of him because he started following us the day after his announcement. And a listener, I guess, had seen that and told us that. So I think he was looking up everything with the hashtag deconversion. And then... um, I didn't know that was a word before you came up with it for this podcast. I hadn't heard a lot of it that either, but I doubt I invented it. But I mean, if I did, <laughs> if I did, <laughs> if I did, but I just thought it, I just thought deconversion therapy was a play on conversion therapy. It, where yes, you, yeah, it was. So I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure deconverting has always been in the. And the talking stuff. Yeah, he followed us, followed him back. And then I can see his stories and everything. And a few things are very interesting. One, he's a very stylish man. So there are guesses, you know, is he actually gay or bi? He also went to the Vancouver Pride Parade. So people have been skewering him. And by people, I mean Christians. Like Jerry Falwell Jr., who's getting his own little <laughs> butt slaps recently, too. But he, uh, Joshua Harris, his stories have him dancing in the car to Daft Punk. Like, he doesn't care. He's just, I'm going to be skateboarding around. He does a lot of skateboarding. I'm going to be <laughs> dancing to music. I'm going to be with my kids. I'm going to be just feeling free. So it's fascinating to watch him, but he has gotten a lot of flack from the Christian community. Well, that's great because it's always it's always nice to be judged. Exactly. Like we're uh, not we're Christians are the only ones that that, yeah, shoot their own kind because I they are really and, into and ducks and ducks. I say maybe shoot. lions, too. I know. You mean attack, rape, kill? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I guess 
mice. My brother had the mice once, and they had babies, and then the mom ate all the babies, and I was screaming my <laughs> head off. So it's like that. They're like baby mice. Yeah. The church seems really interested in people who aren't Christians yet and getting them in and checking on them and seeing how they're doing and really doing all that. But once someone leaves, they're cut off. And it's weird because supposedly Christianity isn't a cult, so you don't shun. But these people are getting shunned and they're getting like, yeah. oh, I'm so sorry that this person rejected God and they're obviously just wanting to sin. Let me let me just read you a comment here from replies to Josh's Joshua. I don't know if he goes by Josh. His um his Instagram post. I call him Jojo. <laughs> Jay Ha. <laughs> um this I assume it's a lady. Let's see what her profile picture says. Her her profile says, I'm a Christian, I'm a mama, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend, I'm a teacher. Then she says, I'm a gator. Great, Uh she's from Florida. Um, (laughs) And she's right outside your window. She says back to him, just wish you'd love Jesus and his word again. I am saddened at your recent decision and am praying for a true conversion for your sake and the sake of the name of the Lord. (sighs) So then somebody says back, how sanctimonious of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What makes you think you know what's true? Because you follow a convoluted evolution of a Palestinian religious movement <laughs> that took uh, Europe 1,700 years ago? <laughs> then it keeps going on. But that wasn't Joshua answering it. It was just some... No. Nope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he, unlike someone we'll talk about in a bit. He left his comments on. In addition to Joshua Harris, we have Marty Sampson. And Marty Sampson is a musician who is with Hillsong. You haven't heard of Hillsong. No. No. I thought it was like a sausage brand or something. There is a sausage brand. I don't think it's Hillsong. What is it? Hillside? Hillside, yeah, <laughs> something like that. Um, but Hill, hill, hill pig? To- totally not. Um, <laughs> but Marty Sampson. I'm sorry, totally not. <laughs> oh, it's just to add my judgmental flair. Um, but Marty Sampson was a musician in Hillsong, which is this Christian singing group that's members go in and out, but. They've been around for a couple of decades, and they're very uh, good musicians. They're not the usual So it's not crap. just one group, but it's like a collection, uh, yes. right? And then the songs that they create as part of the original group, and they're more like a praise group, like they sing to get people singing with them in church. They don't just stand up and perform and you listen to them. You know, they have choruses that everyone will then know and sing along. The part of church I object to the most. Right, (laughs) right. And I'm trying to tell Bonnie, like, if, if there was a group that did that that wouldn't make you shoot yourself it would be hillsong like they they're very catchy if if right if 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 okay (laughs) so he was part of that and i guess just in the last few weeks he just suddenly wiped his instagram clean with Mm -hmm. no little pictures and he started posting like Pictures of Gandhi saying something loving or pictures of this old philosopher or pictures of this and that. And he started writing about how he thinks he's losing his faith. And that's when all hell broke loose. He wrote a lot, too. So when I started looking at it upon your advice, um, I had read so much. I thought, oh, my God, I must have read a month's worth of Instagram posts, and I looked, and it said three days ago. <laughs> yeah. But he is really, you know, either using his thumbs or his fingers to post stuff. Well, he's a guitar player, so they go, they're really fast. Yeah, he is just, and he's he's, he's doing stories all the time on Instagram of him, like, doing his own music. 
But there was a little while there, like people were worried. I was reading his stuff and going, he's, this guy's like going through it. He's having a very difficult time. Um, like thoughts. Well, he actually just, says, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. So I, I cut and paste some of this and he actually says, I'm genuinely losing my faith and it doesn't bother me. Like what bothers me now is nothing. I'm so happy now. So at peace with the world. It's crazy. Yeah. Then he talks about being on a soapbox. And, but then here's the part I love. It says, how many preachers fall? Many. No one talks about it. How many miracles happen? Not many. <laughs> no one talks about it. Why is the Bible full of contradictions? No one talks about it. Um, how can God be love yet send 4 billion people to a place all because they don't believe? No one talks about it. Wow. And then I, I, I heard a rebuttal on YouTube about, uh, you know, in response to this, where the pastor said, well, I can't talk about that because I've got a very limited amount of time <laughs> to give a very good message to people on Sunday morning. But I think that this is valid. I mean, all of these people who are very into it break up into small groups. Mm-hmm. I think they could talk about it there. Yeah. And and I think I'm, none of this, like a lot of then the obvious questions never even come to you till later. Like it just hit me probably four weeks ago when someone's like, I'm sorry, have you ever met anybody from the Middle East named Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John? And I'm like, <laughs> I never thought of that. No. <laughs> so there's, you know, there's these obvious ones that you're just like, God, I, I'm still at the other parts of it. But, yeah, I agree. The whole thing where it's just, we're just, I'm trying to talk to to people who want to hear the word, and I don't have time to answer your questions about the word. Right. They should, ha- that's, that's the easy solution. Have a Q and a segment <laughs> after, after the sermon. Yes. Oh my God. I'm not kidding because they should be prepared to answer those things. And isn't that when you said you started thinking? Why? When what? you were getting prepared to defend oh. the Bible. Yeah. That's, that's when you started reading it going, wait a minute, I can't defend this. That's right. I wanted to be able to answer questions when I was on the mission field. And so I wanted to get into all those areas that weren't the common ones that Americans are always discussing and are thrown out in church. So I'm like, well, Mm -hmm. let me get into, let me start with the Old Testament because I'm here in Thailand. They have a very ancient belief. Let me get into ours. And then dag nabbit, there were some (laughs) problems all at the beginning that I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, you know, it didn't work at all. But I was reading. I'm trying to remember what it was in. I think it was in the Christian Post. And there were different things written about Marty Sampson. Oh, and then there were some other ones about Joshua Harris. And someone wrote one. I can't remember who saying or which one it was about saying I'm glad that this person just went ahead and got all the way out of Christianity rather than becoming, what's worse, a progressive Christian. <laughs> and that's, that says so much because they would rather have, right. you know, rather than what they think is muddling and diluting and trying to make the Bible make sense in the current generation, rather than doing that. They think that right. ruins it. Yeah, they'd rather them just go straight to hell. The whole word worse makes me think, I don't know if I ever told you this, and this is a little bit of a, of a sidetrack here, but one of our friends, uh, they, we, we knew both of them, male and female. They were married, had kids, they got divorced. Mm-hmm. So I went to lunch with one of his best friends from uh, like high school and college. Yeah. And so he sits, we sit down and we, and we start talking and he's talking about like, oh yeah, you know, he did the worst thing possible after they got divorced. He married a Jewish woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, in my mind, having Jewish friends, especially, I'm like, that's the worst I thing know. you can come up with. Wow. Like he did the worst thing possible. He could, oh my he God. killed his ex-wife. Exactly. And that's no nope. Paul. 
Yep, that's judgy, the mentality. Judgy Judgerstein. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, when I went, when I was in Australia, I was living there, and uh, Hillsong was really big. And so a friend of mine who might be listening to this now, because she is also deconverted, who I was doing missions with, she said, hey, Hillsong does this weekly our week-long conference in the summer, let's go up. And, you know, you stay in, like, dorms, and you roam around the church and do these different breakout sessions. So I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do it. I went, I always got a lot of attention for my American accent anyway, so I talked to some of the Hillsong people, don't know if this guy is even that old, that this would be at that time, but nonetheless... It was a really interesting week, and at night they would do, they'd gather everyone together in the sanctuary, and they'd sing all these songs, and they'd be like, and this is a new one, you know, and they'd get you into that, and you did. You felt just like any other concert, like you and I have talked about. If you go to, like, someone really good, like Brian Adams, if you go to, <laughs> you go to that <laughs> concert go ahead. and you know the song, like everyone starts singing and you all feel something because, right. Yeah. So it would be the same with Christian music. They'd teach it to you. And then when they're singing this chorus over and over again, you feel the same thing. Because even though you just learned it that night, it becomes familiar and... You're doing a group think, group feel type of thing. So it I'm really, so jealous. I have never had that experience. I'm going to bring you to a no, church. No, no, no. It's See? because I'm jaded and it's crappy. Too late now you're going to raise your it hands is. saying, When's the QA? <laughs> <laughs> but nope. Yeah. I know. It's, it's something, it's very interesting, but they didn't do that in Baptist, Southern Baptism very much. But I went to, yeah, that thing. And then the breakout session I wanted to do, I did like dance and there were all these different kinds of things you could do. Dance? I know. Like I know. why it's wrong? <laughs> no. No longer Southern Baptist, Bonnie. They actually like, you know, had like a dance instructor. They had... Um, someone talking about marriage and family or whatever it is. But I wanted to do the one that was about cults and world religions. Sure. I know, because it's fascinating. And I've always loved learning about other people, other cultures outside of mine. That's probably why I became, um, I almost said astronaut, um, missionary in the <laughs> And that's why place. I became an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> I was very interested in world religions too and I took that class in our college where we went and it was called world religions yeah it might have been called world religions and cults that professor always got sidetracked and never told us a damn thing oh. about another religion that's and all he would do is like good. hand out comparative, um, you know, sheets. Yeah, like yeah. a one sheet. Like these people believe in this; these people don't. I'm like, no, can't we have a good conversation? No. All it would be was pretty much him preaching. Speaking of learning different things and wanting, I, I think it's because at my base I am a voyeur. Like I want to see into people's lives. Right. Um, I want to see what they're doing. I want to go into people's houses without being a realtor or a thief. I want to <laughs> let me know. ask. Let me ask you a question right now. If somebody was on a phone call with you and they hung up, but they hadn't hung up all the way, would you still be listening? Oh, uh, maybe there you go. until it got <laughs> until it got uncomfortable. Because then I then I feel bad. So I have, you know, there's guilt in there and right and wrong, but, <laughs> but I was going to say that is the reason that I, um, 
read so much. And I think I started reading when I was really young because I was fascinated at all the, the different stories. And of course, I was a little more uh, to myself when I was young anyway, except for you, my only friend. And that's just because you had nowhere to go after school. And then they stuck us <laughs> together. And you're like, guess I'll talk to her. I guess I'll talk to her. But did we time, talk about the diary of Anne Frank when we were kids? Yes. No, <laughs> I do not <laughs> think so. But I would read and I still read now. In fact, I am missing a book club about true crime that I lead tonight for this. So that's how much I love people. I like how you say it. And I still read. I still read. Like, and I well, also... like you're 90 and you're telling <laughs> Al freaking Roker. I still read. And I should get... And I like soup. A star. <laughs> but I was going to say, I also listen. And I don't know if... I mentioned to you a few months ago, I was listening to this book called Small Fry by Lisa Brennan Jobs because I saw that she went to the same writing graduate school I did. And I'm like, okay, I'll just listen to this book. Well, I didn't know that she was Steve Jobs' daughter. And so it's cool for us. It was not cool for her. That there was shit all over the place. I'm like, oh my gosh, this, I now am not a big fan of his. I appreciate what he did. And I know. Did you read his biography? No, it was so thick. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. It's, it's, that's one of the things is like some of these people who are not kind and jerky and difficult come out with the greatest output. I know. I know. And maybe I would be more successful if I was more of a shithead. But yeah, it was really interesting. You really couldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. But for our listeners on our podcast, Audible supports us and we really appreciate it. They offer, Audible's offering a free audiobook download. I recommend Small Fry by Lisa Brennan Jobs um, with a free 30-day trial for you to sort of check out the service. And all you need to do is go to audibletrial.com slash deconversion. I can tell you that uh, as of today's recording, the new Malcolm Gladwell book just dropped. You like that? Yes. Like it's a record or something. Yeah, so it's called Talking to Strangers, and I've read all of his other books. However, I have found that listening to him is such a pleasure because I love his voice. He's got dulcet tones, (laughs) and it's just one of those people who I could listen to him read anything. But it coincides with the fact that he's actually super smart and funny and thinks about interesting things. Right. So... The fact that it's free with this Audible trial is like the trifecta of entertainment for me. You've got Malcolm Gladwell's voice, his content, and it not costing you anything. And again, so give it a shot. Just go to audibletrial.com slash deconversion and you get a free book and free 30 days. And it helps support our podcast, which we appreciate. All right, so what I was going to tell you is when we went to the Southern Baptist College, talk about um, sort of judgmental things. As far as I was concerned, there was a distance between me and the teachers. You know, some of the guys love to pal up with some of the male teachers and go surfing or do all that, but... I didn't really have anyone like that, and it didn't matter, and all is good. Well, <laughs> I, in, I'm thinking of one 80-year-old teacher in particular. I'm like, I think you're all right having a distance. <laughs> oh, we had this woman who taught, taught Old and New Testament who is so boring. And, of course, it's always fun at Bible school 
to tease that the old teachers, um, oh, well, they should know everything. <laughs> they dated Moses. They were there. <laughs> yeah. So this is this. All right. So you felt the distance. Yes. But now you got me talking about the other lady first. So <laughs> that lady who taught Old and New Testament was so boring and we couldn't take it. And we <laughs> heard that she was sick and we got so excited. And oh. I know because we're like, oh, she's going to cancel class or send oh. in a sub and in walks like this sub and we're like, whoa. And then they're pulling behind them a cart and she what? had videotaped her classes <laughs> and it's her and she's talking about the fertile crescent and while she's undoing a lozenge. So you hear the rapper and you're like, gosh, oh, shit. Um, but the other thing I was going to say about the distance and not really knowing the teachers personally, it didn't mean that they still couldn't judge you. So at one point in my straight as an arrow life, I talk about the guy who married a Jew. I dated a black guy. Boy, people were either upset or accepting. I mean, it, it was... I saw just everyone in a new light because everyone was like, oh, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves everyone. Everyone's equal. And then all of a sudden. But not him. Right. Right. Exactly. Find out <laughs> my parents. I don't know. My parents knew. But one of my teachers went and got in touch with my parents to say, your daughter is dating a black guy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like what of kind it's of crazy. fucking judgment and like going way beyond your boundaries. Anyway. That's what it was all about. I know. Keeping me on the straight and white lane. Listen, we have to do a teaser right now because hopefully the next episode that we do will be on The Righteous Gemstones, the new series that Danny McBride created on HBO. And that is what episode four is about. Okay. The church's intervention in somebody's dating life. Okay. And if you don't get excited about watching it, going to be very I'm excited about watching it. So before we get in. This is your story. I know. Before we get into our last heathen of this episode, everyone, <laughs> it's on HBO. Um, and I think you can, yeah, you can always get a 30-day free trial to HBO. Yes, you can. That's right. Get these 30-day trials. Sign up. Use it. Do a little. FYI, even if you door. have never gone to church, it's funny. But if you've gone to church, there are so many things that are going to resonate. And I cannot wait to talk to you about them. But you've got to finish watching the goddamn show. I will. But are all the episodes out? Is it like one season? No. Oh, okay. It's still coming. Oh, no. It's not like Netflix where they dump everything. Okay. We are on episode four. I'll get and, there. I'll get there. Oh. Yeah. All right. So... Who's the other person who is is questioning things? So this yeah, so last couple of weeks, Marty Sampson, he seemed like he was headed towards deconverting, and now he's like, "I'm out. I'm done. I'm happy." Closing the comments, you know. So he's he's out. But something else I read where he said, uh, "You know, I'm just questioning right now. I'm not sure that this is in or out." Right. So, you know, he might be he might be on the fence. Well, that was And that's fine. That was a little while ago in his his more recent ones. He's been Oh, well, maybe I thought it was 2 weeks it ago. Was, and it, it was it was 2 days ago, but it was, <laughs> it was two days only 7,000 words ago. So, you have to keep up. Yeah. All right. So, the last one that made the national news was McCray Game who founded Hope for Wholeness, a faith-based conversion therapy program in South Carolina in 1999. He has come out as a homosexual. So, it's... Which I guess that's not a surprise. That's why you would want to change. Right. So, a lot of people, even in just my friend's circle... Are like, oh, well, of course, you know, they were hiding, they're hypocrites. And 
this happens again and again. And I must say, yeah, you might even be more of a hypocrite if you're a politician who's trying to do anti-LGBT policies and you're gay. But this McCray guy, I sort of feel for him because in the church, our whole idea is, okay, you will be cured of whatever your sins are. And by God, and the way you can, you know, be cured of, I don't know, lying and stealing and this and that. Exactly. And, and drugs. Yeah. This, this just goes in the bucket with, with other bad behavior. I feel, I feel so crappy yes. for yeah. this, for this guy. And I know. He, that he did probably what he thought was right, which was you stay accountable so you're supposed right. to stay accountable to people of the faith. And yeah. what better way than to be in something where you're like, you know what? I am going to show people I'm getting better. Because, you right. know, uh, no matter what you are struggling with, you always feel you're getting better at one time or another, even if it just lasts, that feeling lasts a day. But so he surrounded himself just like he was You're trying. To. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, he has come out, and it's fascinating what he's been saying. He now, of course, calls what he was doing terribly harmful. And he, quote, says, or he says, quote, I've always said I have a chronic anxiety problem. That's gone. I realized I was causing my own mental illness, and that's what I was doing to other people. I believe repressing your natural orientation causes mental illness. And then he described himself like he said he was a practicing homosexual from age 19 to 22. And then he went to an anti-gay conference, which, of course, if you're in the church and or even in society, depending what decade, you know, you're going to want to get, quote, fixed. And there they said that, you know, you wouldn't go from gay to straight, but it was more a promise that your attraction to men would diminish over time. Which, let's just say, attraction to any sex diminishes <laughs> over time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure he just, you know, he put out the hope, like, I name it and claim it. I believe this is going to happen. I'm walking in the right spirit. I'm saying that I'm whole and straight in God's name, and now I'm going to help other people. And, of course, it's all a shit basket of disaster. Um, And I think this one, he's not hiding. I think he's going to maybe try and do something with his platform. We'll see. But... You know, yeah, lots of suffering on all points for these people, though. I know. I I go back and forth because I feel like if they if they actually got married and took a lady's chance away from having a life with a guy who actually was attracted right. to her, that makes me sad. Yeah. But everybody's got their own you know, issues that they, that they fail at. Right, right. I agree. It's so intricate. It's just, uh, it's, mm-hmm. I, I hope he, and, um, I, I like, the, I like the term practicing homosexual <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it reminds me of friends that I had in church that you were, I guess, peripheral friends with. And there was one of them. I can't remember if I've talked about this before, but he went to a therapist and laid it all out there thinking that they had patient client confidentiality oh, yeah. rules. But it was a it wasn't it wasn't a psychiatrist or psychologist. <laughs> it, it was, was just a, a guy therapist. at a bar. <laughs> it was just a guy <laughs> who was giving all of this information back to his parents. Ah. Yeah. So they kicked him out of the house. Yeah. And I don't I know another person who They went to a sort of Christian leader and was like, I need to tell someone I'm struggling. And 
as an adult, years and years later, he's nearly in tears saying all I needed was for that person to say, you're going to be all right and give me a hug. But they right. opened the Bible and started reading about how wrong it was. And, you're, yep. and, you know, that sticks with people for years. It's awful. Those are shit people. <laughs> so that is what's going on this week with all the people in Christianity saying, what have I been doing for the last half of my life? It's more than half, Totally. Right? And thank, thank God. For the internet. <laughs> it's the internet. You know, everyone's like, oh, no, why are all these people in the millennials? Christianity's getting less and less, and it's Satan, and it's this and that. And it's like, no, it's just opportunity to hear a podcast of, like, brilliant people, not us, laying out <laughs> stuff, you know. Not you. Twittering. Getting on, <laughs> getting on Facebook, getting in groups, getting support. It's just all out there, and you're like, oh, that's what I was wondering about, and someone has the answer, so, yeah. You people who are wondering, you are the real ballers, um, because it's okay to wonder about stuff. It's okay, like we do, to wonder about balling, because we, we don't Stop. know what it is. <laughs> if you have a funny... My mom does. <laughs> if you... Or Bonnie's mom has a funny, true story for us to read on air. Please write us. You can go to our website, deconversiontherapypodcast.com, and we have a little thing where you can tell us your story, and we'll read it on air. And if you want to send us a meme anytime, um, sometimes we repost those. Anything, just contact us on Instagram. Twitter, or find us on Facebook, just Deconversion Therapy. We're, we're around like a mold. I am going to be praying for you this week. Don't be a shit pile, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>